it was another huge night of action from the BT Studios as NXT UK has a colossal main event featuring two of the very best wrestlers on the planet, Kaylee Ray and Mako Sadamora for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Also, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan face Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, and Ilya Dragunov finally got to his hands on Sam Gradwell. Plus, Tyler Bate was guest on Lone Dar's Supernova Sessions. This is the Teen Tights Podcast, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling. I am your host, the great British otaku, Mr. Andrew Moore, and I am joined, as always by the pro wrestling t-shirt champion of the world, Big Daddy Dan, Mr. Daniel Allen. How are you this week? I am good. I am feeling fantastic. I'm always good. Always good. Every time you get me on this podcast chatting about British wrestling, it makes me feel happy. And having seen the final match on this week's NXT UK, I couldn't be happier. What a main event. Absolute cracking main event. Uh, Fantastic start as well. This show was really well bookended. They had a great match to begin with, and then they ended on an even better match, and stuff happened in the middle. <laughs> That's a fair description. Uh, well, the, the, there were some progressions. There was only three matches this week, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, um, we, we've gotten kind of used to seeing almost four to five matches sometimes on NXT UK, so it was a bit different to only have the three. And of course, the uh, the Noam Dar Supernova sessions. Of course, we'll get into that a little bit later, but kind of pulled the show down a little. But <laughs> let's, uh, let's be doing that since the first one. Yeah, um, yes, let's, let's be more positive. Let's be more positive. Let's go with all the good stuff. Let's start with Sam Gradwell versus Ilya Dragunov. What a match! What a great match! Slappy, slappy. Slappy, <laughs> slappy, hard hitting. Uh, really impressed with Sam Gradwell in this match. Yeah. For hanging with all that slappy, slappy, uh, choppy, choppy, clothesline, clothesline. He, he did hang quite well with that. And he did through not look a few... out of place. He looked convincing. He looked believable. He looked like he could take down Dragunov a number of times. He did mm. really well. Yeah, uh, shows that he could be a top star in the future. And he certainly got the mouth for it. We heard <laughs> it on the way to the ring, in the ring, out the ring, everywhere in the ring. And after. And after the ring, yes. It was a uh, hellacious match. Just, they just, yeah, as you say, they literally slapped the crap out of each other. It was a beautiful STO from Gradwell. Yeah. At one point, he just absolutely uh, some beautiful sambo takedowns as well from the Dragonov. Just an all-around good match. Uh, uh, there was a clothesline at one point that really did look like it took the Dragonov's head off his shoulders. Yes. Um, I was just very impressed. Um, the other thing about it is. Um, Gradwell hasn't really gone through long matches so far either. This is definitely the longest match that he's had since he's come back from his injury. Mm, yeah. Um, and obviously it was a serious knee injury. It was a complete rebuild, basically. Um, so it was good to see him keep going at a strong speed the whole way through. Yeah, and yeah, great match and great, as you say, slappy, slappy. Uh, not quite on the level of, obviously, water and things, but, but close. Yeah. But close. 
Yeah, it was Dragunov's style of match. Mm. Eventually, Gradwell slapped him one too many times and obviously insulted his family one too many times because Dragunov eventually gets that crucifix locked in and just knees and elbows uh, till the referee called the match to a stop. I really like this uh, finish, by the way. I, uh, I don't think it's done enough in wrestling. Referee stoppages... I understand the referee stoppage, um, but doing it repeatedly with one wrestler when other wrestlers can take similar styles of hits as a midpoint of a match, I, I struggle with on that one. I can, yeah, I mean, it's become, it's just almost like a submission, apart from it's not, you're just getting repeatedly blown in the face. Uh, I, as I say, I'm a fan of the. I'm. I like the stoppages. I think they should be used more by different people. Uh, and yeah, I'm quite happy with this. Uh, the way he's been winning his matches lately. But of course, after the match, uh, he decided he wasn't quite done with it, so he continued elbowing and kneeing poor Gradwell in the face a few times. He did bust uh, Gradwell's lip open as well, didn't he? Yeah, that was earlier in the match. And also mm. when um, Dragunov headbutted um, Gradwell, it appeared that he split his eyebrow slightly as well. Uh, Dragunov's eyebrow was split slightly mm. as well. So there you go. Uh, great match. Uh, if I was rated, I would easily give it three and a half. Three and a half sugars in my tea. I will give it four because it had two of my favourite wrestlers and I enjoyed it. There you go. A little bit of bias leaking in. <laughs> yeah, a completely honest bias, though. Completely honest about. Uh, backstage, Kaylee Ray was getting ready to defend her title in the main event. Uh, we then had the second promo video uh, for what well, apparently his name is Teoman. 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 T e o m a n. You decide yeah. how you want to pronounce it. I'm going with Teoman. I don't yeah. know why. I, I've got no idea how the hell I'm going to pronounce it, so I'll just call him, you know, a lucky kid. Lucky, yeah, lucky kid. Uh, <laughs> formerly Metahan, uh, or formerly lucky kid, depending on which era you saw him. Uh, he's been a fixture of the UK independence scene for quite some time. He's been an integral part of WXW in Germany uh, for quite some time, especially after you see Ring Camp left. Mm. Uh, He's got a great look. He's got a great look. He's much bigger than... Uh, I remember him on some of his early appearances for Defiant and Progress. He was on the slimmer side. He's uh, He's got himself a bit bigger nowadays, and he looks in great shape. Uh, I think he's a great addition to the uh, NXT UK roster, which continues to grow week in and week out these days. There are... A lot of people within the roster. Um, it does make me a little nervous that quite a few might end up getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think if they keep the, the, the way they're programming in with an average of three to five matches per show, uh, as well as video packages, uh, interview spots, to keep people in their mind, such as what they've done with Ben Carter uh, a little bit later in the show, uh, what they did with Aaliyah James and Zaya Brookside next. Yep. 
because uh, they were having a backstage they were having a nice bicky uh, biscuit <laughs> and Leah James said well you know we should have tea with our biscuits and uh, we agree uh, they were sponsoring us tea and tights <laughs> but Aaliyah Bruce I was like no sit down Aaliyah I'll make uh, Nina make them so Nina had to go and make the teas in one of the teas she decided to put sugar and whatnot to ruin the tea uh, for Zaya but then Aaliyah James decided she was gonna go so she walked off and then Zaya Brookside grabbed the uh, unspoiled cup of tea it was very funny it, it was really a segment was. <laughs> no I liked it. It, it it was it was true British carry-on humor yeah, uh, it was a segment. <laughs> okay. Next segment was Noam Dar in the Supernova Sessions. Uh, yeah, that was something. Yeah, some absolutely dead dialogue he ran through at the beginning. Just not funny, uh, really. I'm going to be very good and not use the bad words. It was crap. It was awful. It was a waste. The years are getting worse and worse and worse, and I do not want to see them on NXT UK. And what the hell were they wearing? Both of them. Because I'm just looking at the picture here, this big fleece hoodie type thing that Noam Dar's got on with some jeans. But Tyler Blake, what was he wearing? He had, he had like some Afghan gown over the top of him and flip-flops. How are they going to play golf in that? Oh, yeah, these two are not golfing. I have no idea what Tyler Bate uh, is, is wearing or trying to be. I, I must think admit. it's his um, new Zen philosophy by wearing a, 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 a kaftan type thing. Yeah, just, oh, look at me. I'm so relaxed. I just wear a blanket and some uh, flip-flops. I go on yeah, uh, either way, this is not particularly, was not a great segment. Uh, Tyler Bay suffered on the first Noam Dar sessions and suffered on this one again. Uh, Noam Dar, I used to think Noam Dar was really funny. And apart from, Let, let's stop giving this any kind of wasting of our time even more. This was bad. Yeah. Uh, what came out of it is basically the Dave Mastiff and uh, Tyler Bate match, which is due next week, will now be a Heritage-style match, Heritage Rules match. And that was a good thing to come out of it. That was a good thing to come out of it. Uh, but yeah, not enjoying the Supernova Sessions and don't really get this whole Zen, I mean, thing. Well, I, I get what Zen in, you know, but I don't know if it's working for Tyler Bate. I just don't. So, yeah, as you say. Uh, ben Carter was training in the Performance Centre. He was learning from a uh, great British wrestling legend, James Mason. And, yeah, it was, it, again, it was just a bit, just to keep your eye on Ben Carter. They don't want you to forget about him. So that's that's what I mean. You just keep make sure that people are always on our minds. Because yeah. one person I have forgotten about for a couple of weeks is Rampage. Yes, he's Which, disappeared. They needed, they need, yeah, needed a video package for Rampage in this one because we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. And as you say, you can get lost when you start uh, filling up an hour uh, roster. 
Isle of Dawn with uh, some, you know, seemingly black magic now rather than her white witch persona. So, yeah, it was a myth again, although this is hopefully the lead to what you were saying about um, putting her together with Pretty Deadly to, to make a nice little group of slightly more hardcore gothic people. Yeah, that's what I would like because Isla Dawn definitely the White Witch. I think she needs to turn go go Dark Witch and become evil for a little bit. Uh, next up, we got the Aaliyah James video package. So that's her first video package we've seen on uh, for her. You know, she got a nice little package here where she got to talk about the legends that inspired her. Do you know what I really liked about it when she was talking about the people? Go on. She didn't say Trish. Or Lita. No, she did not. No, she did not. Because every time you hear these girls, typically on the, these ladies, these women, uh, these fantastic athletes, and then when they talk about uh, their influence and so forth, it's always Lita and Trish. I mean, I guess it shows Aaliyah James's age because uh, she is because <laughs> yes, she's uh, only. Uh, 22 I actually 23 did they say during the package I yeah so that does and so she actually mentions the girls that inspired her were Mickey James and Melina and you know to be honest two amazing women are Melina yes. and Mickey James two of my absolute uh, favourites uh, particularly Mickey James is running TNT I mean I've TNA. TNA. Yeah, I've always liked Mickey James. Um, mm. I think she's a really good wrestler. Um, and of course, a very good British link at the moment as well. Oh, of course. Yes, married to the good old Nick Aldis. Yeah, yeah I hate the way they're using on the WWE. Uh, it does feel like it's a bit insulting to Mickey James. She's amazing. They insulted her on her way out. She had an incredible uh, TNA run. And then tre- a really hardcore country. Absolutely loved her run in TNA. And uh, it's a shame that she's gone back to um, being treated like this. Yeah. You know, because let's, let's face it, people like the Bellas got pushed over them. Repeatedly. Yeah, really? Anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Uh, Mako Satamura is seen warming up for the main event next backstage. We then get the promo video for Jack Stars and Piper Niven, uh, who are going to face off against Ginny and Joseph Connors in the first ever mixed tag team match on NXT UK. Uh, did you hear the old, we're stars and pipes? Yes. <laughs> oh, great pun, but yeah, uh, I, I don't get it because you're not American. Yeah. So... Why would you be stars and pipes? Uh, we get it. It rhymes. It's kind of funny, but you're British, so it doesn't work. <laughs> Either way, poor Jack Stars is going to get pinned next week by Joseph Connors. After getting completely cucked by Ginny. Yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, Ashton Smith versus and Olive Garden versus Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. Great match, wrong result. Yes, I'd agree with that as well. Uh, I mean, uh, c- can we mention it? We're going to moan about somebody's clothes once again. 
uh, Ashton <laughs> Smith. What was he wearing? Go back to well, trunks, Ashton Smith. You see, the, the issue with what Ashton Smith was wearing was it was so goddamn bright, I couldn't even tell what it was. <laughs> it was also very not... low cut. Yeah, go back to wearing your your, your normal uh, tights, because yeah, you are not the UK version of the New Day. Okay, stop trying too hard. Yeah, uh, just just be yourselves. And I mean, I guess this is Oliver Carter, and Ashton Smith is. Either way, Smith looked fantastic. So yes. did Carter at times. Uh, but Smith shining every time he's in the ring at the moment. Ashton Smith is shining. Yep. He stands out head and shoulders above everybody else he's competing with or against at this time. Uh, he was the star of the Fatal 4-Way match. He was the star of this match. He was the star of the match before, and it really should be Ashton Smith and uh, Oliver Gard going on to face uh, pretty, pretty deadly. But it looks like it's going to be Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams first, and I'm assuming that's where the breakup will come. I would agree with you there 100% again, and I would like to give this match... Another three and a half. I'm gonna go, I'm, I, well, you gave the first one a four. I gave it a three and a half. Yes. We're tired. It's slow brains. Uh, I am going to put three lumps of sugar in my tea this time. Because I think great match, wrong result. Fair play. Uh, boom, 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 boom. I would say good match, good match. Uh, backstage afterwards, uh, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan say that they're going to be competing next week. Yeah. Uh, so it's strange for two uh, to actually compete twice in a row in weeks, consecutive weeks. Uh, they're going to be facing Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan. I actually, can I just go back and mention, you know, they were moaning about how Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams won the match. Yes. Why he basically just broke up the pin like they had been doing throughout the match? Just, yeah. Is it just because he was on the outside of the ring and didn't run into the ring and push the guy over? I don't know. I just think it was a bit naff. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to knock another thing because I think three was low enough as it is. Because <laughs> I don't feel like I should go lower than three, even though, as I say, that was a naff finish. Because they're complaining like, oh, he did something illegal. Well, no, because just two minutes ago, you literally ran into the ring and broke up a pin of your own. So how can Kenny Williams thing be any different? Because, you know, double standards. The world Indeed. is full of double standards. WWE. It does not make sense. No. <laughs> what, hey, what can you do? What did make sense? was making uh, a match between Taylee Ray and Mako Satamora. Yeah, you know how you've been telling me for the last few weeks that I need to get on board the Mako Satamora train? And yes. how I need to really understand that she is fantastic and amazing and brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, and you got to remember how actually old she is now as well. No offense to her. <laughs> she, she, she is... Uh, yeah, she's not in her youth anymore. She, I mean, she debuted in 1995. Yeah, that is... 95 as a debut. That's like... I'm trying to think of any of the male wrestlers who debuted at Kane, possibly? 
we're, we're, but you're, we're probably That's thinking kind of... that she debuted because she debuted in uh, WCW at the age of 17. And that would have been about 99. So she's actually going to be in probably since she was about 11 years old because they do start young in Japan. Uh, but yes, and you can tell because everything, even the simple arm locks between both women, you know, they made it look like they were trying to compose, control their opponents with the arm locks. It wasn't just some little routine where they danced around each other. They viciously attached those arm locks. They pushed them to their bodies. They locked them in. They made it look believable they made it look like they were trying to win a match rather than go through some sort of dance routine something i specifically noticed from the beginning um was when mako is moving around the ring if you watch her feet she is always on the balls of her feet she's always ready to strike she's Mm. not walking around like a wrestler ready to lock up ready to go for a grip she is always ready to strike it's much more like watching um, somebody doing kickboxing than somebody doing um, MMA or wrestling. It was, yeah, pretty cool. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the strong style background. It's, uh, and yeah, because she unleashed a barrage of kicks during the match, just absolutely laying waste to uh, poor Kaylee Ray's uh, little body at times. My legs hurt just watching it. Mm, uh, but don't get me wrong, because uh, there was a great little. Uh, What's that? What do they call it? A snap mare, and she just smacked her with a back kick and a corkscrew spinning kick. So they were both landing some great shots. It was stiff. It was it was strong style. It was great style. It was no holding back. No holding back. The uh, spots outside the ring that draping DDT off the apron onto the floor. Uh, the Death Valley Driver onto Katie Ray onto the apron. The multiple gory bombs. Multiple go- yeah, she had to hit two gory bombs because she did kick out. She blocked the Scorpion and Rising Kick. That was great. Loved it. Satamora's Frog Splash. Mm. That was brilliant. Nice and tight, but of that. course, Katie Ray got her le- her knees up, but then Katie Ray went for a Swanton Bomb or Senton Bomb and. Uh, she missed that. It was a great match. And at one point, you really didn't know who was going to come out as the victor in the end. Uh, you can't uh, much more than that, really, can you? No. In the end, Kaylee Ray came out as victorious uh, in a great, great closing stretch of just transitions, reversals. And then, bam, hits the gory bomb. And one, two, three, the match was over. Uh, and then following the match, you know, so are we looking at a face turn here for Kaylee Ray? No. You don't think so? I don't. I think that would lead to us being able to have face Kaylee versus heel Piper and go that way again. Uh, uh, well, we've got Ginny on the heel side. The, we, the thing is, yeah, like, it'd be difficult to change because well, Isla Dawn's going to go heel, obviously. Yes. Uh, we don't know what Millie's going to come out as. Uh, Nina Samuels is the heel. Uh, so I suppose there are quite a few heels. Uh, and you've got Amal. And, of course, all the ladies were on the Thunderdome watching, of course, apart from uh, Eva Valkyrie, because she gets her own big screen. Yes. 
for some Less reason. Less Thunderdome, more the sort of like drizzle display. Yeah. And you get the little bits. <laughs> there's the Thunderdome. But uh great match and uh, there's no way I'm not giving this match anything less than four sugars. Uh, the only reason I'm not getting anything higher than four sugars is uh, the length of time of the match. Really? Yes. I'd like to have seen them go longer. Mm. I, f- I feel like if there, if there was only one uh, yeah, one issue with it, it was everything was quite rushed. Uh, so the DDT from you know from the draping DDT to the uh, Death Valley Driver, you were probably looking at about five minutes between those two moves, if not less. <sighs> so yeah. oh, they just you know it was an incredible match, uh, and they had to keep it, and they had to do it at a high pace, and they had to fit, and they tried to fit a lot in in the time periods that they had. So I'd like to have seen it gone on a bit, lot, give, giving the girls a bit more time to allow those moves to seem like they had a bit more effect and a bit more recovery time. Yeah. Other than I, that, a fantastic match. I genuinely feel. Um that this is the best women's match that I have seen um, since Asuka versus Bailey at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Mm. I think this was absolutely fantastic. I'm giving this four and a half. Yeah. I mean, Kaylee Ray is head and shoulders above all the remaining ladies on NXT UK at the moment. Oh, do you think so? I do well, think, I think so. I think, I think she is a close second. Sorry, who? Ginny. Ginny. Oh yes, Ginny would be uh, the closest. Uh, but I, you know, I think Kaylee Ray is literally the Charlotte Flair of the NXT UK division. Yep, I will. I will give you that. She is definitely in a league of her own. Mm-mm. And as you say, Ginny uh, would be like the Sasha Banks or just that level below mm-hmm. and, I'm, and it's nothing against them because I'm not saying that uh, the rest of the roster are not because the rest of the roster are, are great they're amazing it's just for some reason a few of these ladies uh, you know you put them up there you know Kaylee Rafe Rhea Ripley uh, Tony Storm, Oscar, Io Shirai, Bailey. Tessa Blanchard. It's a great, great group of ladies. Can't ask for anything more. No. Um, Yeah. No, you've got you've got your solid top card and your solid mid card placements at the moment, and I think uh, that's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing Millie McKenzie come in. Uh, We've got Mako Sadamora now as the head trainer, as well as being obviously a competitor, as well as the. NXT Performance Center. So just I just the amazing knee knowledge Mako would be able to pass down to people like Aaliyah James, Millie McKenzie, uh Cybrook side, Nina Samuels and Mel. It's just Don't a great women's roster. Altogether, I would give this show a oh I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go. I'm going for three and a half. 
Um, there were only a couple of letdowns. Um, I could have given it a higher score, but because of the abomination of the talk show, I'm going to go with three and a half. I think I'm going to do the same. I love the big part of me wanting to give this four sugars because of the uh, Gradwell. Uh, because, of, oh, in fact, all three matches, great matches. I just felt the segments, as you say, the talk show segment was not particularly great. Uh, the Nina Samuels and Cybrook side, it, it was just a segment. Ben Carter's, I don't, you know, so I, I think you're right. I think it's a three and a half sugar show, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. If you can maintain three and a half sugars each week, you're running a good weekly show that will hopefully one day lead to a live takeover <laughs> come June. We really do. That would be awesome. Fingers crossed. Uh, so with that said, uh, you need uh, don't forget to check out our Brit Rest Roundup where we'll be talking about our appearance on the UKPW quiz, uh, as well as... Don't say quiz, just say UKPW. It makes it sound better. Our appearance on UKPW. Our appearance on the UKPW roster. <laughs> sort <Ish>. of. <laughs> <laughs> and other great news on uh, lots of different companies. Uh, so go check that out, uh, as well as check out our interview with the UKPW co-owner. Mr. Alex Gilbert himself, Mr. Dow Jones. With that said, we have been two guys drinking tea, talking about mainly men in tights <laughs> and a few women. We hope you had a great day and a great night. And remember, folks, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>